Hello, welcome to Elevate Human Experiences. I am Sandy Roport, your host. Welcome to episode two, Involuntary Isolation, Turning to a Worthwhile Experiences. As we stumble through the global pandemic, the social pain of feeling lonely and social isolated is so deep that it may be challenging to uncover. There are certain there are certain moments when we choose to be in solitude for personal reasons. It could be obtaining emotional oxygen while refueling your mental tank. Yet the lonely moments can't be nourishing. During those times, we must decide how to respond to minor disruptions. Here's a question for you. Do we get lonesome during our everyday mundane life tasks? Loneliness is a killer to one's soul. Um, Our hearts feel broken when faced with unexpected turn of events that lead us to suffering pain. Social pain can end up being a grave we are all exposed, we're exposed stumbling into as we wander through the twists and turns of life. Research has stated that loneliness predicts subsequent mental health symptoms, including depression, alcoholism, suicidal behavior, and cognitive decline leading to dementia and physical health, including the immune and cardiovascular diseases. These detrimental effects, you know, is recognized as a major public health concern within the scientific community and general media has reduced social presence, influenced changes in the surrounding, your surrounding social environment? Do you have a community that allows us the social interactions that are more meaningful rather than scrolling through the social media feeds? Our social environment went from daily interacting with people at coffee shops, (laughs) train rides, museums. Now we're tossed into virtual reality experiences due to the global pandemic. And how can we turn involuntary isolation into a valuable experience? And to cultivate a favorable alone time experience, we need to dig into identifying our reduced social presence. And here's tip number one about mental awareness. Before we attempt to engage with people and cure our loneliness, we we may have a couple of mental barriers to get past first. Sometimes when we get into that state of loneliness mode and everything, we jump into that place of, I want to be with somebody just to avoid that pain. If we feel we're not enough, we're not delightful or have self-doubt, 
we're going to face some dilemmas and some health effects like alcoholism or suicidal behavior thoughts. I've seen it. And it's not so pleasant when we don't acknowledge the pain. People will not, will not make us complete and whole unless we understand how good we feel about ourselves. I doubted myself and took a hard look at why I was not building the right meaningful connection. I'm a recovering people pleaser person now. I recovered from that. I was pleasing people just to avoid the pain. I was not happy with myself and realized no one else would complete or fulfill me. No friendship or relationship will bring joy if I'm not satisfied with myself or with, with everything that's within me. I can be an energy gainer or energy drainer. However, it's an emotional process to develop these quality bonds. But it's a beautiful process if you take the initiative to really acknowledge the pain, then avoid the pain. You, I realized that part of our life can be 50% positive and 50% negative. We realize there is nothing wrong with allowing our emotions to surface without fear or resistance. What happened is society has this, you know, place that we're not we're not supposed to have negative feelings. We should brush it beneath the rug so that it's not seen as a frail or a whiner. Though left unspoken, the hurt remains and reveals itself in a loss of trust. So those buried feelings such as frustration, disappointment, and anger do prevent deeper intimacy. So the actual task is self-awareness and how on how we handle intimate social relationships. In society, the goal is to be good and happy. Not everybody can be good and happy all the time. We understand that most people will not like us and that's okay. Those people don't need to be part of our world. And we can connect with others who understand each other's mental capacity in having intimate social relationships. So become more fully present, as I said on episode one about having the gift of presence. Be present in your emotion instead of avoiding the pain and try to, you know, get in touch with friends that probably don't understand where you're coming from, but to find what truly matters to you the most. And the last tip <laughs> is self-acceptance. How to develop strong, stable, and satisfying relationship. Now we understand from past leaders that, you know, past leaders and spiritual advisors suggest that we love ourselves, right? Even Brene Brown quote, practicing self-love means learning to trust ourselves, to treat ourselves with respect and to be kind and affectionate to ourselves. So do you want to embark on a journey towards self-love? Well, here's the roadmap to lead toward a better relationship with ourselves. 
Self-love is the fuel that allows us to reach our full potential and is filled with compassion, grace, and gentleness. Self-love is learning to extend kindness towards ourselves, even when we struggle and suffer. Self-love is about identifying our needs and wants. It involves setting boundaries. And I have to say, I took a lesson on setting boundaries and that really fulfilled me in understanding who my communities I could be part of. So self-love is about prioritizing, you see, I'm gonna do it in the video anyway. So <laughs> self-love is about putting ourselves and giving ourselves permission to find and believe in our strength and our gifts. It's about looking out for you. <clears throat> I would like to leave you today with an assignment on creating those quality connections. So take out your notepad and write out your, your desires and needless. Like what type of people do you want to connect with and why? Include everything you want to have regarding connection, friendship, and love in your life and be straightforward because here's an example of my desired and needs list. I wrote out that I wanted to be part of, I wanted to look for a grief support group, right? Someone who experienced loss of their loved ones who wanted to continue their path on grief journey. After writing this out, there are so many different types of loss that people went through that I, I came across with, I was not able to understand and I probably was not specific, you know, um, but it's a lesson learned for me to be specified. So I wrote out, I desire a grief supporter who had experienced the loss of parents in the middle of our life and career and wants to share each other's grief journeys. After writing that, <laughs> two days later, it was amazing that I could connect with a grief support due to the fact that I put in the details that I, that I was being strategic that I wanted in a group because I had someone that I couldn't connect with. I was very challenging because they made it look like we both had the same loss, but it was a different loss. So please be clear and detail on forming those quality connections and you shall elevate <laughs> your social relations more strategically. So don't hold back as you go through and write about how you want your relationship to be and what you're willing to do to make them this way. Have fun with it and embrace joyful solitude as you embark on those meaningful connections. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week and I'll see you in the next upcoming episodes.